0: Hello, and welcome to this week's Key Voices, conversations with folk in and around education. I'm Caroline Doherty. And this week, I'm talking to Sean Paskin from Governors for Schools, my colleague, uh, Linda, who's a lead editor in the content team here at the Key, and Gulshan, uh, who's an education consultant about remote governance. What are we thinking over a year after we leapt into uh, being governors remotely? about how sustainable it is, how desirable it is, how blended governance might work in practice. Lots of things to think about and talk about today. And as ever, I'd just like to remind listeners that this podcast is an opportunity to open up debate and discussion around topics. The views my guests and I are about to express are not the view of the key. For in-depth authoritative articles on the latest issues in education, check out thekeysupport.com. Hello, today I am joined by Gulshan Kayembe, who is an education consultant, Sean Paskin, Partnerships Manager for the Midlands at Governors for Schools, who is also on three school boards himself as a governor, and Linda Utenhara, my colleague at The Key, a a lead content editor. And we are going to be talking today about remote governance. Uh, which has been how we've been doing governance uh, for the last wee while, but um, what, what for the future and the, the post pandemic possibilities of remote governance. So, welcome to all of you. Hello. 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 Hi there. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Uh, and uh we'll just go around and, and let everybody um introduce themselves uh a little bit further before we crack into the discussion. So Sean, tell us a little bit about, about you.
1: Hi there. Yeah, so um as you said, I'm, I'm the partnership manager for the Midlands for Governors of Schools. Um and that's that's an educational-based charity um whose sole purpose really is to find governors. Um, but more than that, I sit on three school boards myself, um, two locally and one as a rogue governor. So I, I have direct input in this. And it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I'm, I draw on my background from, from the charity voluntary sectors. And it's, it's something I'm really proud to be part of. Great stuff.
0: And, and Gulshan, over to you.
2: Oh, thank, you. thank you very much, Karen, it's lovely to be here chatting to you all. Um, in terms of kind of my background, I was a teacher once, but it seems a long, long time ago, <laughs> but uh, but I have been for much, much of the past sort of 20 years or so, working um, with schools as an educational consultant, a lot of work on school improvement, but I also work very closely with governors, I do governance reviews, for example, but also support governors in terms of their roles, doing training, I've written, you know, training modules and training units uh, for governors and also obviously deliver training to governors. Uh, In in terms of my own uh, roles as well, I have interestingly, I was a pupil governor in in my school when I was a head girl and I have been a staff governor, Um, But and I'm currently uh, a trustee rather than a governor, thinking about mat structures which are are also quite interesting. But I'm a trustee of a small um, special needs stroke AP mat. Uh, at the moment, uh, in, in terms of outside education, I've had some interesting roles too. I'm a trustee of a uh, of a foundation, uh, charity foundation, a voluntary sector foundation, currently, and have been for probably the last ten years or so. But I also um, was a police authority member, basically uh, for Suffolk Police Authority, uh, and 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 that's just basically being a being a governor or being on a board uh, looking after the police or holding the police to account. And I chaired Suffolk Police Authority between 2005 and 2010. Um, So that was before, uh, when I stopped actually, it was because police and crime commissioners Uh, have been introduced. And I have also been uh, a member of my clinical commissioning group in uh, Ipswich and East Suffolk, Uh, and these are again the boards or the commissioning groups that run the health services, So, so I've had some interesting and quite diverse governance roles outside of education as well as in education.
0: Fantastic. And I'm sure that would be really helpful when we have our discussion to think about, about other sectors mm-hmm. and, and, and what we can can learn there. And I love the idea of a pupil governor. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. If you look at my white hair, you think it was a long time ago. So my head teacher was really very, very progressive.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. And Linda. Um, so I am also a former teacher and I am now lead content editor for The Key. And I it's been my job over the past year to kind of parse the guidance that's been coming down from the DfE to help governors help their schools kind of get through the pandemic. And obviously the questions surrounding remote governance, everything from how do I sign a document to uh, to, you know, how do I, how do I make sure that everyone's involved in a remote meeting Um, have all been very much a part of my job and uh, I'm very curious to see how things um, progress as we move forward because I think there is an element of a genie being out of a bottle. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious to see how far how far out of the bottle that genie has gone, or if maybe the DFE isn't about to come in and slam the slam the lid back down and tell everybody back to your schools, no more of this remote governance nonsense. I I, I really I can't see the future, um, but I'm 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 looking forward to this discussion.
0: Great. Well, thank you all for being with me today, and. Something that I was thinking about before we had this discussion was was really about how um we, we have been in this sort of survival survival mode, no real option but to do things remotely. Um uh, you know, in some schools, you know, focusing very much on the, the compliance aspects and 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 making sure that, that all of those those things are, are ticked off. And uh I know uh, when I speak to, to governor colleagues at my school and members of staff at my school, we do really miss being in the school, seeing the pupils, seeing the staff and and, and a lot of those things that can feel like a bit of a nice to do at, at, at times, but are a real important part of what kind of keeps you keeps you going over some of the drier, drier aspects of the role. Um, and I thought it might be useful to start, given that I have um, you know, such, such experts around the table, to, to start by really kind of clarifying um, the, the role of, of a governor and, and their main responsibilities. Because I recognize kind of from school to school, sometimes these things look a, a little bit different so i thought maybe Gulshan and and linda we could we could start off there linda do you do you want to kick off
3: um sure i mean like like at its at its very top level obviously governors have you know their three core functions and the first core function is clarity of vision ethos and strategy and the second core vision uh, the second core um uh core role being uh holding the head teacher and school leaders to account and the third one is obviously financial uh oversight management and you know the, the the question of remote governance kind of touches on each of these um more specifically about how effectively governors can can carry out these these core responsibilities um in a remote fashion and uh it, it's kind of interesting, and I'm not sure if I'm meant to go into this now, but um, I've 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 definitely evolved in my thinking in terms of this because I think that my initial reaction to the possibility of remote governance was just a flat no, nope. Second, we can get back into school. That's exactly what we should do. Um, but to tell you the truth, I I I don't I don't know anymore um, because I do feel like. You know, in, 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 on top of a year of remote governance, we've also had a year of remote working. And I haven't felt disconnected. I haven't felt, I mean, in, in some ways, I felt more productive. I have felt more connected. I have felt that I've done my job better um, when I haven't had to worry about um, whether or not I would have time to get my lunch heated because there's only two microwaves and 50 of us or, you know, whether what, what the commute was going to look like and if I was going to be late and, oh my gosh, why won't these people leave the conference room? Don't they know that my meeting starts right now? And not having all of that fuss and bother, I wonder if maybe there isn't room to, to extend that to remote governance and recognize that there are ways that remote governance makes it better. I'm not sure.
0: Well that's that's an interesting um question t- to pose and I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna come back to that sort of uh quality productivity point. Um, so we've got the kind of the there the, are the sort of three uh, in terms of financial sustainability of the school outcomes vision and and ethos. But what what kind of things would a governor be would be doing um, in order to fulfil those responsibilities, Gulshan? What what kind of activities or or, or, or things, reasons for, for being in school or, or working with staff, uh, might there yeah. be? Yeah.
2: Uh, before I go into that, just to sort of, um, you know, just add to the kind of three overarching uh, responsibilities. I think whilst the governor's responsibilities can be encapsulated in those three uh, I'd, I'd say it's not as simple as that. No, either. no, no. And, uh, you know, and, and for example, you know, there's the whole. In many ways, governors have this responsibility about staff and pupils and the well-being of staff and pupils. They've got buildings to think about, for example. Um, they've got the whole kind of equal equal opportunities uh, agenda there, which sort of you know, where does, does that fit in with vision, ethos? Is it is it the financial performance? Um, so there, there's there's a you know. Know, there's a whole raft of things uh, I think that that uh, make that that simplicity that we see uh, actually quite quite uh, you know quite quite charming, but actually not the real reality in terms of the the complexity. Uh, behind managing uh, uh, at a governance level uh, institutions, even simple, in, you know, small schools, uh, I think are not, not that necessarily straightforward or simple uh, as those threes might potentially actually actually suggest. Mm-hmm. So coming to your question about what might that look like in terms of what governors do, well, obviously, you know, you you hear from the head teacher. You get a, a head teacher's report, which is one way of getting information. And there will be other documentation like policy, Some of which, of course, governors uh, uh, have a big role in in developing uh, and have a statutory responsibility, indeed, in uh, developing and ensuring those policies are in place. So there, there's a whole raft of uh, things that they need to look at, which can be done at meetings through having papers presented, such as a head teacher's uh, report and uh, other documentation but actually you can't perform your governance role and this is the interesting bit around thinking about remote governance you can't really do it properly or well uh, without visiting the school you need to know what the context is and and you need to meet with staff and you need to meet with pupils uh, pupils especially I think the pupil voice Uh, I talked earlier about being a pupil governor, you know, that was a way of introduced in my head uh, years and years and years ago, introducing pupil voice onto the governing body so they could hear directly from pupils. Uh, Probably today there's a better way of doing it, which is governors going into schools and actually talking to pupils. Um, And whilst you could possibly do that remotely, uh, it is very difficult, especially primary schools. Um, And and so going in and seeing for yourself, because Part of going in is not just to talk to pupils or staff, it's actually also seeing how well your own policies as a governing body are being implemented on the ground. Because again, sitting around a table and getting lots of reports and hearing from the head and however challenging the questions you ask the head, you don't really know that they're telling you everything. Um, Not that I am suggesting heads aren't telling their governors everything, but there is something to be said about triangulation and going into schools and finding out for yourselves. So uh, there there is a, a lot to do and then there's also you know, do we have a, and governors often ponder this quite deeply, what sort of structure do we have in terms of committees? Do we have committees or are we just a governing body, have a very flat structure? Do we have link roles? So, you know, all these sort of structures to support the processes um, that uh, and procedures that go alongside the work of the governing body. Is that sort of just touching, <laughs> touching on some of the issues?
0: Yeah, and I think, um, you know, something that I definitely um, have experienced in all um, my work as a governor and kind of conversations um, in school is that you are looking for that kind of golden thread through. For example, at my school, done a lot of of, of work on vision and ethos and we're a rights respecting school and these kinds of things. And you can see the displays on the wall. You talk to a child who will tell you about their their right to play and their right to have their voice heard and, and it you know and it's and it's real to you in a way that it, it wouldn't be if, if if it was just at that at that very uh top top level so you do feel um much more certain and and you're ensuring i f- feel that's a word that's used quite a lot in reference to governor roles responsibilities and 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 framework is you know that you've got to ensure all the these these things happen without actually doing them um and that's quite hard um and uh i've i've um i I, we we as i say we we've talked about how we've all we've all had to um work remotely um but 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 sean your your experience as a as a governor it is is that you as i understand it sort of intend to carry on um working remotely um and have done quite a bit of remote governance can you can you tell us a bit a bit more about that and the schools and sort of governing bodies um that that you work with
1: yeah of course um So, okay, so I sit on three school boards currently. Um, Two of those are local from Multicadby Trust, um, and one is for a maintained school as a remote governor. Um, So my role as a remote governor, the school's about, it's in San Rao, I'm in South Worcestershire, it's it's about an hour and 20 minutes away from me. Not the end of the world in terms of travel, but I don't want to sit on the M6 at 5.30 to get to a 5.30 meeting. that that would be a nightmare um so i'm helping able to help the school on a remote basis um now yes it's drawing from my direct experience as as a local governor and work i do for governors of schools but uh, that yeah, that had some part to play in why i want to be a remote governor but but really so i I could work with the, the, the team they have on the board there so i work collaboratively with the Local governors there in the function we call governors of schools, a blended board. So it's a mix of remote and local governors. So I wouldn't be able to do my job unless I had the help and the support of of the rest of the the, the local governors who will go to school for me, who will sit there and I'll have a separate committee meeting uh, and they will tell me the ins and outs of a particular incident that's happened or uh, the 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 problems on the premises at the moment i'll see pictures Um i'll have that knowledge pre, prior to any meetings so I, I i've got something to say about it so i'm not just there quietly i mean spending room spending more than five minutes of media no one of talking so um i won't just sit there quietly in the meeting um i want to contribute um and I, I think more than that i mean i'm currently in talks with the school um an independent special school to join their 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 trust that as a trustee there and uh and that's gonna be fantastic as a remote base as well um which will be fantastic I, I would build on that and say I'm actually relocating in at the end of the summer I'm going to Northern Ireland so I will be as far away from this school as I physically can be um but I will be joining every committee meeting every governing board meeting you know, and, and technology these days, while well, we all know how good, brilliant they are, um, and it's just using the skills and the, the knowledge that we have had to use over the past 12 months, um, and, and by using that, that technology we've got, I think we can help support these courses and forward.
0: Yeah, I think um, that's, you know, one of the, the points you've made very clearly there is, of course, you are a group, and a, you know you're you're working co- collectively and if there are you know members of that group who are who are more able to be um present but you're bringing maybe skills that they don't have there's something of a sort of an equation about how as a governing body as a whole you you get you get to where you you need to be and obviously you know you'll have experience from um your work at, at governors for schools um you know finding uh, you know filling vacancies on governing bodies and we and we know those of us who've who've been on governing bodies it can be quite difficult sometimes to find find the right candidate um and then you know if if that person you know is, is in your example you're relocating um you know Quite tempting to think of if they do already know the school, or they do already know the area, or they have they have some connection and understanding of the context. You know, could could that could that work if they are remote? Um, what do other people think in terms of you know um, a, a balance of let's say remote and face to face governors and 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 how how that might work?
2: I think that's um, I, I think that's a good good idea I mean I think particularly around the skills element and where there's a skill shortage and to some extent you know governing bodies have always had to deal with the fact that they may have some members of the governing body who because of their work or, or other commitment will just never be able to get into the school during the daytime when it's operational and 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 I've always held the view that that is fine, so long as those people are making a contribution in some other way, because not everybody's contribution has to be, you know, we we need that diversity uh, of of contribution and it doesn't have to be the same kind of contribution. So long as there are enough that can do that legwork on the ground of of being able to go in, um, then it's okay to have governors who have got particular skills that are relevant and important uh, and can be provided through the work done at committees, or you know, in in the evenings, and through perhaps you know email exchanges and and, and other mechanisms. Um, but I think I think the balance. I I, I would worry if it was kind of uh, as much as sort of 50 I think I think having a couple of people, um, you know, depending on the size, two to three, depending on the size of the governing body, would be fine. But I think I'd worry a little bit that it would then leave too much. To do for the the if it was something like fifty percent for those who were able to go in um, and visit the school. Um, having said that, though, I mean when when Sean talks about being one and a half hours away, I'm presuming that you know if, if there was a governor day or something, you know where you could on the on the off chance you could could make that visit,
3: although that'd be difficult from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder though if if there aren't some rules specifically, where those just shouldn't be done remote. And, and the first one that that comes to mind would be would be safeguarding yeah, exactly. um, specifically exactly. because you know I do think that things like like ethos, like the feel of the school is such an important part of safeguarding and I don't think that um, that you can that, 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 that can be done remotely. but then again, you know maybe I'm being short-sighted. Um, and I do wonder if maybe there won't be, because, um, you know, at some point, the DFE Ofsted will certainly come in and say, you know, give us some guidelines about, about how to do this remotely. Um, and I, I anticipate what I would expect is that meetings, fine, you can do those remotely. Um, I think that that helps to improve the diversity of the board, helps to make the make governance more accessible to more people by not like, you know, requiring that commute and childcare and, and, and whatnot, specifically to attend a meeting when we all have learned over the past year that meetings are fine remote, but I do expect that there will be some roles that, for instance, I also don't think a chair can be remote because I think that it's very important that the chair know their governors and um, have that relationship with their head teacher and that relationship requires knowing the school. But um but I I I do think that that there there's there's room to carve out roles that that to say no that can't be done remotely. That has to be an in-person role.
0: Yeah yeah I think um there's some yeah really really interesting points there particularly particularly around, around safeguarding, of course. And, and, and yeah, the, the meetings element for me, I think, I think you're right in terms of diversity of people who are able to, to attend, but also just attendance, you know, it's, it's then worthwhile if you say, look, I can only come for the first hour of the meeting. Because then, within two clicks of a button, you're doing your work thing, or you're picking up your child, or whatever it was that was kind of calling on your time. Whereas you'd go, if I can only attend part of it, I'm not going to drive, you know, go to school and, and 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 you know, particularly during COVID, um suddenly being able to be a bit more flexible and responsive as to to when you're holding meetings as as well. And I think often with governance, there's there is a bit of a an issue about the fact that um, it's such a sort of slow, um, so slow process. Those dates set so far in advance, and 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 you know, you you sort of hear about things after they've happened or before they've happened. You know, those those kinds of you know, like it, it can be quite difficult sometimes to to get a real rhythm going. I think often that's can be why it's slow to indu- induct people sometimes as well, because it just feels like this kind of quite slow moving beast. Um and that's something that I observed. It was much easier to to put meetings in when they uh a time frame that worked for the school and worked. Yeah, the especially well. in the
3: in the early in the early part of the pandemic when we were all at least I assume we were all having monthly meetings um because things were changing month to month and um we didn't see any, at least on my board, we didn't see any drop in attendance. People were able to make it um but I think but that was because it was remote um otherwise I know that I personally could not have made every meeting um you know given the circumstances there was a pandemic on you know yeah. there's a lot happening um so yeah and and Sean
0: the 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 kind of responsibilities that you've taken on in your in your remote role can you can you tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah of course um so in my remote Remote role even. Um, I on the behavior and, and safety committee, um, which is a, a very in-depth role kind of the board, but it's very data heavy. Okay, so I will have, I think my last committee meeting, like, I had about 10, 12 documents to read through. Um, everything from GDPR to, mm-hmm. to behaviors of the children in the classrooms to parents coming into school to do things on site? south. So uh, I think remote governance lends itself to the data-heavy roles. Um, whether it's something like this, premises management, finance, and, and and Linda's exactly right. I mean, one of my local roles on the schools, I'm a safeguarding governor. and um, that cannot be done remotely. Without a doubt, that can't be done remotely. And um, nor can chair, nor can S E N D. Those type of core. Roles that require the interactive, sorry, the interaction with the school and the children, and almost every visit, they 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 need someone on the ground to do. They need a local governor, um and and remote governance is not going to be right for every school, and it's not going to be right for every governor. Um, I don't think anyone was saying it's a one, or one shoe it's all mm-hmm. kind of thing, but it it's really depending on on the role. So. I wanted to branch out and look at the curriculum, um, which I will be doing for my school moving forward, because again, that's perceived as another data heavy role. Yes, I'll need interaction with teachers, um, and when I do, I will speak to them, I will phone them, I'll have interaction with them. I, yeah, I don't think I have a meeting with a t- teacher booked in for next week. Brilliant, you know, um this is using technology at its fullest. But, but so, so I, I, in terms of your original question, it's very data heavy roles, I think, lends itself to government. Governance
3: yeah i i mean i think that that's um you know that that that's something to really focus on because you know in in your role at governor's for schools you know you you know more than anyone like the struggle that some schools have in order to to recruit um you know certain skill sets uh and you know there's been a lot of conversation um over the past several years about diversity on school boards and how to ensure that that our school boards reflect the communities that they serve um and you know, if if remote governance can help can help facilitate that, and it seems like it could, um, then then I think that that's that's something that we should we should embrace rather than try to you know put up more and more barriers against. I mean, you know what we do know is that in London specifically, we've got more governors than we have schools. Um, And that is not reflected in the rest of the country where the opposite is true. That, you know, if we can actually like create a sort of remote osmosis now where we've got these people who want to be governors, who are able to be governors in places that need them. um, I think that we should do everything that we can to facilitate that. Um, and, And no, I don't think they can be chairs and I don't think that they can be like links for send or safeguarding, but I do think that they can be, you know, cracking uh, associate members and, you know, uh, really, really exceptional governors um, for data heavy areas like, you know, as you mentioned, uh, like assessment and, and, uh, and, uh, um, you know, perhaps tech and things like this, um, you know, if there are schools that are struggling with marketing, you know, London is kind of a hotbed for marketing and, you know, being able to pull people with the, with that school set into a school and say Blackpool um, would be a, a real win for everybody involved. So um, I certainly hope that it's not the intention to completely clamp down on remote governance altogether. Um, but I, I I see right now that we're 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 very ripe for guidelines, and I'm yeah. yeah. That's,
0: I think uh, that's what I was going to ask. In,
3: yeah, I was going to ask you, Gulshan. Like, what what
0: yeah. guidelines do you, do you think we kind of need around this?
2: Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um just wondering what, guide- well, I, I, I think it would be guidelines, well, I'd hope it would be guidelines around maintaining some sort of balance, so not guidelines which kind of stem the, uh, you know, the kind of moving into new technologies, because I've always been keen that we use this kind of technology we, we I mean I go back to the time you know when I was on the Suffolk Police Authority and uh, certainly during my time as chair we began a very strong Collaboration with Norfolk Police, so Suffolk Police and Norfolk Police working together, um, and and we kept saying because you know our officers and our staff and and us as police authorities were toing and froing four, uh, between Norfolk and, uh, 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 and and Suffolk, and and although the distance probably shorter than the distance Sean might have to travel to his remote school, believe me, the roads in Norfolk and Suffolk are so wonderful it, <laughs> it does take, it can take an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, and, and so we're talking about 10 years ago, you know, where, where we kept saying, we've got to do something, we need to do more remote working. Uh, and it would have worked so well when we were doing that collaboration. And the collaboration, by the way, was was so um, in depth that we had more than just joint back office functions. And many organisations, when they collaborate, amalgamate their back office functions, Well, we had operational police teams that were that were the same that you know that worked uh, that, that were the same team across the two counties so and that and that I think continues to exist a lot of it saved uh, a lot of money to both forces as well and of course the public uh, but it but it just shows the benefits but coming back to your point sorry I've gone off the, the boil a bit about your point about guidelines so and my point here was we, we really need the, uh, the progressiveness that this brings you know that we're going into modern times we've got this technology we now all know how to use it. So I'd hope the guidelines would not push us backwards into using it less, but actually support us in using it in the best and most effective and an efficient way possible. So guidelines which would say, well, actually, you shouldn't really have uh, a governor who is responsible for safeguarding and who actually is remote. Uh, and, And similarly for the chair, I think the chair's role in driving all of all of this is so key i mean i have personally i have always been a proponent of having paid chairs you know and government actually paying chairs and again i go back to my out of <laughs> school roles with health and with the police and not just the the chair but also members uh were given allowances to do that job and i know because of the work I have to do and the fact that you know I, I needed to work to pay my mortgage and so on, without the allowance I could never have taken on the role as being chair. But you know, hopefully I made mm. a contribution, and um, uh, that that maybe many others might not have been able to make in that in that role. And I do think um, just being also from a minority ethnic background, I think that encouraged and other people in in a way that might not have happened so so that for me you know not being able to do it do that role would have been quite a negative thing i also think in terms of diversity because if you look at you know people from minority ethnic backgrounds they are often in jobs where well they have to they you know they're on lower incomes and they have to work they can't necessarily give up the time that other people can um mm-hmm. or, or have the time to give up so so I do think that uh, there is definitely more than a little bit of mileage in us continuing. Hopefully as well. I think the other thing that, that I'd hope would happen is that our infrastructures improve. Because again, I think one of the, the blocks, if you like, or one of the barriers um, to continuing remotely is where people have, and I you know, I live in a place like Suffolk, we have very vast tracts of rural uh, uh, rural or vast rural tracts, which means that we have huge black spots in terms of uh, Wi-Fi and, uh, and in, in internet connectivity. So the development of infrastructure, I think, is also something that would be so useful uh, for government to really push ahead and press ahead with, which would, I think, also support greater diversity in terms of who's able to access uh, uh, the services and able to access uh, uh, the, the the role of a remote governor.
0: Yeah and I think um you
3: know oh yeah sorry Linda oh no 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 I was just um just to, I, I just wanted to follow on to 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 Golshan and to Sean um because I you know Sean is a trustee I see real value in remote in remote governance for mats, especially uh, for very large mats, because you know the larger as mats grow, the more difficult it is for central mats to stay in touch with local schools. Mm-hmm. And you know, adopting remote governance and remote meetings as a normal part of 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 the governance structure um, can really help tie those mats together um, by ensuring that you know you are recruiting governors from or trustees rather from the areas where your schools are, rather than just from where your central office is. Um, and that can also help strengthen a mat and and help it to grow. And I think just building on the mats, uh,
2: I think it, it, you know, speaking as a trustee, so we've got three schools. Uh, and one of them is, is, is quite far away, so one of them is a very northern tip, and the roads really are bad to get up into lowest. Stopped. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, the other two are closer by, but we have local governing bodies. Um, you know, as a trustee, it will be so much easier to dip into the meetings um, from time to time because, again, I think one of the big issues for Matt uh, is how they, how their local governing bodies, that communication flow between the trustees and the local uh, uh, governing bodies and the other way around becomes problematic. So I think, you know, having this this, this remote ability at least allows uh, all those groups to hook up um, with greater ease from time to time. Uh, and also for, you know, trustees to dip into perhaps local governing meeting, body meetings from time to time as well
1: to say it's really funny you should say that I like go schools, uh, we've gone to, as you can imagine, lots of different schools about remote governance. And um, yes, multi-committee trusts are interested, not as much at the trustee level as I would have thought, but I would probably say maintain schools have been the more active in saying remote governor would be perfect for us, you know, we've been looking for this, this diversity need or this particular skill set for such a long period of time yeah can you find me a remote governor and that, that shocked me you know it's, it's not a quite a 50-50 split but it's it's certainly not a 50-50 split if you look at trustees I think I've got less than 10 map boards here who would consider remote trustee whereas you're right in principle it would lend itself to that it, it's but it, they maintain schools that have come up and said find me a remote governor interesting
0: interesting yeah and I think it is um The an exciting time, really, because uh, governance feels to me because, uh, as I say, you have this sort of slower framework of meetings. You've probably got more people who've who've only been a governor in one place on your governing body. And there can be a tendency to just, you know, let's keep things running the way they have been. We all know where we are with it. And you also don't spend a lot of time necessarily examining yourselves your efficiency, um, because you're so concerned with the school, and rightly so. Um, so I think, you know, even making small tweaks and changes so that people can feel like they're having more of an impact, or their time is being used more effectively, or, you know, just little things like if you're doing it remotely, it's easier for maybe you to share screens and see, see the assessment system at, at work, or, you know, and, and staff aren't having to duplicate documents, and, you know, there's not some poor person in the office photocopying for three days on, you know, to produce folders and these sorts of things. I think, you know, there's a lot that can be if if the, the chair is engaged with thinking, like, how can we just make everybody make sure everybody's time is used on the things that really matter? through yeah. governance and the and the remote tools. And for me, um, you know, it's, it's, you, that you should mention, Linda, you know, that oversupply of governors in London, you know, a good few years ago, governors for schools were thinking, how could we pilot pairing these people up to more remote rural locations and it was an idea that was before before its time yeah you know people didn't feel comfortable it didn't it didn't seem to work if everybody else was going to be in the room always that this person wasn't but you know now we're in such a different place and people have seen it and and even just things like you know when i when i was chairing when was that you know 2015 to 2018 more often than not, I did my meetings with the head teacher face to face rather than speaking to her on the phone or indeed FaceTime. And there's no reason for that, really. Um, and a lot of the time I was just in and out of her office before I rash, you know, dashed off to work. Um, you know, just those sort of building, building relationships with senior leaders could be different now that everybody's mm-hmm. much more used to um remote interfaces. So so yes I, I, anybody anybody got any other thoughts about about particularly in a potentially more academized system and 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 this technology and r- remote working um spreading spreading more widely across all or across all sectors um and people's lives anyone anyone got any kind of thoughts about how how the role of governors uh might might change further well
2: i'm thinking uh, as, as well, I'm not exactly answering your question, uh, but I'm also thinking kind of with my, you know, school improvement hat on and, and going into review governing bodies, uh, that it, it's actually easier to attend a governing body meeting and see it in operation. Uh, and I, And I think that that can also be helpful because I know again working with some local authorities how we've tried to improve governance in the local authority by by knowing where there's a, an effective governing body and then sending governors from a school where that's been less the case uh, to go along uh, and visit. So I'm thinking actually be easier you know for uh, for for other governors to go and see what a governing body, good governing body, well chaired governing body looks like. So I think. I think the scope for sharing best practice uh, could be greater as well, using the remote system, especially if you could draw from the whole country, because yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't need to look at a governing body in your local authority area or, or around the corner from you. It could be, you know, the other other side of the country. So I, I think I, I think there's kind of a huge potential in how we work differently. Also, think you know, um, interestingly, things like checking the single central record, it's so much more easily done remotely than you know on this system. Because if you're sitting next to the person and they've got their computer up, I mean, my, my eyes are pretty bad, so I have difficulty seeing anything. But if they share their screen, it's so much easier to see what the single central record is like. So, so there are elements of where you know, and if, if you want a meeting with um, you know, you're, you're the chair of the finance committee and you need, need a meeting with the bursar or school business manager again how much easier to share the documents on screen and the budgeting that you can you can look on so i think i think there are lots and lots of positive things that, that can be that can be done using the system remotely. But I definitely think it's it's got to be that blended approach, not just blended governance in terms of some remote governance, but also blended in terms of mixing, mixing and matching. Yeah. And I just one final thing I really want to say, and that's about the roles of chairs as well. And, and hopefully through the system we might really focus in and home in on significantly trying to really address um you know and the development of chairs and their roles because one of the things and and i'm not sure if it's worse or better remotely or whether it's worse when you're sitting around a table but how do you get participation you know and making sure that everybody is participating uh you know at the meeting uh I, i think that some of the techniques or one of the techniques i've seen that, that works really well is where the chair really asks direct questions of individuals. And, and, and uh, is that about a chair being confident to do that? It's about how well chairs you know individual people, but they actually bring people, bring people in to respond to specific points in the agenda. Uh, and, and, I, and, and I and I and I as I said I'm not sure whether that that's better or worse remotely. Um, but I think it can be, be shown up more sharply. In remote meetings, then, then is the case when everybody's sitting round a table. I think it's easier to hide when you're sitting round a table than it is on 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 a on a screen. In terms of if you sit quietly and say nothing. Anyway, I shut up at that point.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Anyone else got any other thoughts there about about the future and how things might change?
1: Yeah. Um. I I think really adding to what Gordon just said, the chair. Um. I think that a progressive chair is is important for no governance to ensure that everyone's included. Um, we, I mean, if anyone like me, we have all been in meetings, especially in the past twelve months. Where I mean, a lot of times the managers just said, "Sean, what are your thoughts?" And I'm like, uh, you know. Um, whereas in a governing board meeting, you, you tend to feel more prepared. You've read through your documents. You've read through the, the chair report, You've had the information prior to the meeting especially these days. Um, so you are more able to to, to say a response. And especially when, when a board is blended and it's back to face-to-face and you're, you've you got um, your remote governor who's, who's on the screen in, in the room, uh, it's the importance of a chair being inclusive and including them moving forward.
2: And I've always been a fan of breaking out, actually. Um, you know, I've always suggested, because, again, I think coming back to the whole diversity question, I think one of the real issues and I've questioned this so so often but never successfully well only on rare occasions managed to get you know people breaking out into small groups physically to go and to talk about a question and then come back. It is this fact that it working with everyone sitting around a table that's so often so daunting for so many people um whereas you know being able to do breakout rooms which on zoom you can do with so much ease yeah. and i think you could seriously in the middle because i i've seen no reason why in the middle of a governing body meeting if there's a big issue to discuss why we don't have a you know five ten minute breakout where people discuss it in twos thrash out ideas and come back together because your ideas once you've had that Element of everybody engaging of being much better. So I, I I think you know there are there are all sorts of possibilities that we could explore perhaps more practically and more easily than if we were in a physical space and then we had to find little little breakout spaces. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I just thought I think it's a little tad more difficult than than it is on this medium.
0: I think it's really about focusing on if you're having discussion time, really using it for discussion, as as you said, Sean. Everybody's got the materials. You don't need to waste people's time reading over them uh, together. You can all you know, you can all read. Um how do you really get kind of meaty discussion going, inclusive discussion, hearing everybody's point of views, not just having it dominated by the loudest person, um, which is so easy to happen in a in a face-to-face environment so there's some yeah interesting ideas there I'm going to think about how we use um, breakout that's I think that is a that's a really that's a really good one um, anything anything that you want to add Linda before we close off
3: I was just thinking about how as a, and it's tangential really but you know as a as a strategic leaders in a school I mean I think that we also have a responsibility for. For sh- for kind of leading the way, um, for whatever reason, you know we've all agreed that schools need to come into the 21st century, and yet here we are a fifth of the way through the 21st century, and we still haven't quite made it. But we have to acknowledge that the future of work, the future that we're preparing our children for, is this: the future of work mm-hmm. is remote. The future of remote uh, of, of of the future of work is Being at home, you know, uh, uh, like sorting your time out for yourself, you know, planning your day for yourself and working the way that we do now. And, you know, if we as the governing board sit there and say, oh no, we can't do this, then what are we saying to our pupils um, about the world that they're heading into? Um, So I think that there's a strategic uh, consideration here when we think about whether or not we want to keep doing this.
0: Indeed, and any and anyone else, anything to add?
3: No, just to agree
2: with Linda, I think that's absolutely <laughs> spot on. Says says everything.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sean, Linda, and Gulshan for talking to us today, and thank you very much for listening. Key Voices is produced by The Key, giving education leaders the knowledge to act. Members of The Key for School leaders can access hundreds of articles on the latest issues in education at thekeysupport.com. And please tell us what you think of the podcast. Rate, review and subscribe or email me at caroline.doherty at thekeysupport.com with your thoughts and suggestions.